on this week's episode of Polk and Kush. The tornadoes came to town, but they left us standing. Unfortunately, the New Orleans Pelicans playoff chances went out the window with them. Uh, we get into the Pelicans. We, of course, talk about the Saints and all of the holes on their roster. We've got talk about everything that you can think of. Overrated, underrated, worst of the week, Polk news. Stick around. You're going to want to listen to this week's episode of Polk. Welcome everyone to Poke and Cush. It is Thursday, May 13th, 2021. Andrew Poke, we have made it again. We're still here. The world is open. We're going to bars. We're going to restaurants. We're getting drunk. Life is back. Yeah, it definitely changed from all those things before for me. (laughs) It always shocks me hearing what the date is. May 13th? We're like halfway through the year. It's crazy. It does feel like that happened quickly. We're also uh, two weeks from the one-year anniversary show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is episode 50. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. That feels like it's happened quickly as well. Yeah, we got to come up with something to do. Instead of just sitting here with birthday hats on. Uh, did you survive the tornado last night? Your family's accounted for. Oh, man. Dude, I slept right through the whole thing. Oh, my God. I woke up this morning and uh, I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, God. Turned to my wife. I was like, did you know there was a tornado? She's like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I woke up. She's like, you didn't. <laughs> I was like. And okay. you didn't wake me? Yeah, I was like, uh, apparently we were not in the zone. I think our uh, our old house was, uh, but we were not in the warning zone. We were just in the watch zone. Were you in the, like, I getting, like, 65 things and yeah, I got getting the, the bunker and all that kind I of stuff? I got the Amber Alert. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was right at 2 in the I was actually asleep. It okay. was 2 a.m. It woke me up. <laughs> I was like, ah, God. <laughs> Did you move out of your bed? I went to the bathtub. Okay. I went to the bathtub, which was still wet. Oh, nice. So, so nice. I was just like sitting in a wet bathtub. Like, uh, I'll take the tornado at this point. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to get, I will 100% be crushed by, there's like 40 uh, electrical poles right outside my house. There, my upstairs neighbor has like nine air conditioners on my roof. <laughs> I will immediately be killed if there's a tornado. I'm like, oh, I'll just be killed in the bathtub. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm on Twitter and people are just posting nonsense. They were posting like a neon pixelated green and red thing. And they're like, clearly there's a t-. I'm like, is it clearly? It looks like a close up of marinara sauce. And you're saying, oh, if you look at the activity, I don't know the activity. <laughs> But it was wild because it was it was kind of fun because everybody was up. Everybody was on Twitter, yeah. like tweeting, hey, we're all going to die. <laughs> it seems like it was uh, unexpected. Like we didn't do the podcast last night because I heard it might flood or whatever. I never heard one thing about 
tornado. No. And I thought it was going to rain at like 7 or 8 o'clock, and instead it was 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, I have a lot of things about the weather that we're going to talk about in this show, uh, but I just can't, like, this isn't normal, right? That, like, we're waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning all the time for, like, thunder that's so loud that it sounds like a train is coming through your bedroom yeah the thunder has been exceptionally weird this season i think it's global warming (laughs) that's what i'm gonna say if al gore hadn't flown those damn private jets (laughs) i think we would have been okay (laughs) yeah i don't know what's going on but uh tornadoes they never come at two in the afternoon no you're never in line at mcdonald's and there's a (laughs) tornado. it's always 3 a.m when you're in the middle of rim sleep it is incredible that the weather has only hit super late at night. But, uh, you know, I, I guess that's better than, like, you got stuck somewhere. At least you're home. Well, yeah, I was, like, peeking through the curtains. Was, like, if I see the tornado coming, I'll just get in my car and drive away from it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I can outrun it. <laughs> right? Nobody's going to be on the road. I've seen Twister. Yeah, they seem good. I got the Pepsi cans in the trunk. I'm going to let them go. <laughs> But then the fucking tweet was like, don't look for the tornado. It's dark, you idiot. No, that's very you, you won't be able to see it. But they said if it sounds like a train. Yeah, but everything sounds like a train uh, exactly. when it's windy. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's also like I live near train tracks. Yeah, there's a lot of trains in this city. <laughs> like, I don't know. I got that's a lot of things that could be happening. They never made another movie about tornadoes after Twister, did they? Like, I think, is it amazing we're still referencing that like 27 years after? Yeah, it came out? I, th- I think that was it. I, and I mean, I felt more safe in the tornado warning because I'm like, surely no one will be breaking into my home while there's a tornado happening. <laughs> not so fast, <laughs> my friend. I uh, would not be too worried about that. Uh, however, one thing that did get hit mm-hmm. by the tornado, the New Orleans Pelicans playoff chances. Mother of God. <laughs> they are uh, all but gone with the wind uh, as we sit here right now. They are still mathematically alive. I suspect by the time you are listening to this, they will be officially eliminated. Any win by the Spurs, any loss by the Pelicans formally eliminates them. Uh, The Pelicans will be playing without four of five starters now that Lonzo Ball is out. Uh, I think it's safe to say the tank is officially rolling on all of its wheels. Well, I I certainly hope so because uh, the draft is still a viable option for the Pelicans. And the Pelicans can get an eight seed if the Kings go two and two and the Bulls go two and two. Yeah. So which is not out of the cards. No. What is out of the cards? Pelicans, you can't name all the starters currently. There's no way unless <laughs> unless you work for the Pelicans, you don't know at least one guy starting for them. If they win all three games and the Spurs lose all four games, they're in. Yeah. Now will they add a thirteenth seed? <laughs> Get Zion. <laughs> if you can prove that Zion's finger is better, they'll get him into the playoffs. Uh, no one's paying to see Wesawundu uh, in the playoffs. The, the this is like a, a tradition around here. This time of year is the last three or four Pelicans games is just uh, let's roll a bag of shit onto the court with a bunch of guys who probably won't be here next year and see what happens. I actually looked up for a column I wrote in. Uh, Tomorrow's Times Picking and Thursday's Times Picking. Uh, I actually looked up the last two years of who led the team in scoring in the last two games of the season. Can you guess any of them? Last season? Last season um, and the year before in the last two games. Last season, I'm going to say Nicolo Melli. Uh, no, he was not in there. He was, he was playing, but he was not among the top. The, the, he was not a leading scorer. The uh, Last year, the two 
were Jaleel Okafor All right. and Frank Jackson for the last two games. I should have gotten Jaleel. <laughs> the year before that, any guesses? Check Diallo. No, he also played, but uh. he was close. Uh, Ian Clark. I was going to say the other one. And Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> <laughs> Jaleel's just a late-season player. <laughs> Killing it. Uh, so basically, the Pelicans don't re-sign Jaleel Okafor. I think their playoff chance <laughs> is done. Uh, this is all to say... We've been here before the last few games of a Pelican season. Uh, you know, I think we'll be talking about James Johnson and Wes Awundu and James Nunnally, uh, and Wenyan Gabriel. I think we'll be talking about them in a similar light this time next year where they're just guys who were there on bad teams and they were playing and then they're gone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much of a future James Johnson has on the Pelicans. Yeah. It's fun to see a new player on a team that gives a shit. Yeah, that's nice. You know, he's definitely, I, I would say, a fan favorite, you know, for the 17 people still watching <laughs> the games. But is there a future there? Probably not. The time, sure. is, uh, the time is to focus on, on the new crop, yeah. on the draft, on tanking, on definitely losing these games. <laughs> uh, what I will say is the one thing that I'd like to see from these final three games is play Kyra Lewis in the fourth quarter. Stop playing Eric Bledsoe to finish games. It doesn't do you any good. It's not going to make anything particularly better. There's no point in continuing to play him. So just get him out of the goddamn game and play Kyra Lewis, and then you can have Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kyra Lewis, and Najee Marshall, who are all pieces who will be here next year, and you can actually see them play at the end of the game. I don't understand why he's still playing Eric Bledsoe. He sucks at the end of the game. They will not take him out, and uh, we continue to just deal with this, and it makes absolutely no sense. And it's also incredible that every person has gotten hurt in the starting lineup <laughs> except Eric Bledsoe, who is hurting the team. It's, it's kind of like a curse in a movie, almost. Like, he's the only one... You know, like a witch cursed the team, and they're like, if you give a shit, you're out of here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> there, there could be a, a highlight reel, a low light reel. Really, like, Eric Bledsoe is the Shackton a Fool player of the year. For sure. I mean, is there any For other? Sure. Bouncing the ball off of Billy's foot. Yeah. Floaters just clanking off the rim. Why is he taking the last shot in the fourth it's quarter? Incredible. Like, even when there were healthy players, he was still taking the yeah. last, like, against the Knicks and all that. He catches the ball at the three-point line in the final three minutes of a game. The second the ball goes up, you're like, well, that's a miss. Yeah. Like, there's no chance he's going to make it. Zero. And he never does. <laughs> you're like, well, you keep playing this guy. You suck at the end of games. You've sucked for five months at the end of games, and you keep playing him. What are you accomplishing? He's not going to be back next year. Are they getting his trade value yeah, off? Like, yeah, you're only making that worse, too. Like, you have not gained anything. It is, if I were to say, like, the worst thing that Stan Van Gundy did this season, that's the worst thing he did this season, was never even trying to mix up that backcourt to, in, in late-game situations. Like, it, it almost the, seemed to be out of spite because it, it everyone, everyone was saying, why is this guy still in the starting lineup? Yes. And that was back when we had more options like Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah. Now there's still the same amount of options, but there's n nothing to play for. Sure. So just play Kyra Lewis. Like, I understand he's a rookie. He's got problems. He's probably not, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. Who cares? Just play him. It does not matter anymore. Uh, I think 
the positive aspect of what we've seen recently, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has played really well. I think he's been super aggressive. He's been pretty good defensively. Uh, he's shown major leaps. And Jackson Hayes has shown tremendous leaps. Like, the idea, like I can't believe how competent he looks as a player and not just in little spurts anymore, like in consecutive games throughout a game, like he is playing to the point where you can pencil him in as a very legitimate rotational piece next year. And even thinking like, okay, this could be your center of the future moving forward. Uh, considering that position has lost some of its luster, whatever, like he, they, those two guys have been really good to the point where you don't count them now when you're like, okay, here are the failures of this season. I don't think those two guys make the list anymore. No, I, I think quite the opposite. They are on one of the few bright spots of the list. And yeah. I mean, let's be honest, four months ago, we were saying Jackson Hayes is an unplayable player. He was. This is uh, the product of consistency. This is a product of just getting better. Yeah. I don't know who is to uh, uh, blame for that. Yeah, who do you credit? Who do you blame? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he obviously deserves credit. Because he pulled his head out of his ass and he, to some degree. And he stepped up when Steven Adams came out. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's just the product of, you know, taking a risky young player like uh, Zach Levine was, you know, kind of the same way. He came out with not a starter, not, and then he blossomed into a, a super athlete. And is it possible we're seeing that with Jackson Hayes? Quite possibly. Yeah. We're just not used to actually seeing developmental growth like that on the Pelicans. Exactly. So it is a, uh, a very positive development, which seems weird in a year where so much went wrong from a team perspective that there was so much right from an individual development perspective. Uh, so I think you can, you can look at that and find the silver lining. Because this team wasn't all about this season, uh, that you can see a growth pattern. But it also needs to be acknowledged that things were done badly. Things were not done uh, to the level of being satisfactory. And that there needs to be a lot of soul searching when this team moves into the next phase. Which is, like you said, the draft lottery, the draft, offseason, summer league, all that stuff. Like, Stan Van Gundy had... Very serious flaws this year. David Griffin's plan last offseason obviously had very large flaws in it. Like, those flaws have to be addressed. And at the same time, you can still acknowledge, like, hey, some shit went right. Like, they did some things to the point where you can actually see a next step coming. But they have to be so much better next year. I mean, really, the key is just consistency because we've seen glimpses from Jackson and Nikhil for two seasons now. Yeah, it's not a new thing to see Jackson get on a highlight reel or Nikhil to step into a three and get fourteen points in a quarter. Yeah, it is consistency, which is something the Pelicans have not had at all, and we are kind of seeing a little bit, a little at bit. the end of the season. Yeah, is this false hope that's going to waver off before sure. summer league? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> But for right now, it gives us something to look forward to. And uh, now that you've issued your apology to Jackson Hayes, he's not going to come after you with a hatchet. That's a good point. Which he's probably a big hatchet guy. He loves Sideshow Bob. <laughs> I think Is that an axe, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be stepping on some rakes. Uh, you know, <laughs> the other big topic that occurred with the Pelicans this week and really just since the last time we talked, I think it was on Friday, actually, last week, uh, David Griffin held a press conference. 
uh, ostensibly, or under the guise of, I should say, uh, it was under the guise of talking about the signings of Najee Marshall and Didi Luzada, who are both over. And what happens instead is he gets on the Zoom and has a Emmy-winning caliber performance mm. uh, of just going insane at the referees, like Dingo ate my baby unbelievable <laughs> levels of just overprotective dad vibes. And uh, I think he got his point across, which is that the refs need to call Zion better, but it's a broken finger, dude. Like let's, let's cool it a little bit. So you think it was uh, Emmy award winning in the fact that it was contrived. a little contrived. All right. Uh, exaggerated, contrived, however you want to put it. I think his initial, like, the impetus behind it, I think, is pure. He wants, yes. one, to protect Zion, and two, to send the message to Zion that we're, we're going to protect you when we can. We're going to do what we can for you because Zion's not going to speak out, he's not going to flop, and he's not going to get ejected from games, Like, even though he's taken. Like, he's just not going to be that guy. So they need the team to sort of do that for him. So all of that was pure. The way Griff did it, though, or, I mean, he's basically working up tears into the camera he is just going crazy <laughs> about the violence that's being extracted on Zion and unbelievable. How can they do this? And how can they allow this? And, you know, the, the, the horror of all of it. And, and the idea that he didn't know when he broke his finger because it's from repeated trauma to his hand is like, no, you don't break a finger by repeated trauma to the hand. You break a finger when someone hits your finger and it breaks. It's not CTE. It's not like a matter of time. Like your finger doesn't slowly wither until it breaks. Right. Like something happened. Like I also I do understand he's taking a lot of hits. It just was all so it, it was a little dramatic. But again, the impetus behind it, I, I do believe was pure. Yeah, I, I stand behind the message. You know, his Yeah. I couldn't compare him to any current actor because i don't know any <laughs> like who's won an emmy recently yeah. you know he was up there like tiffany had yeah. emmy award winner <laughs> tiffany Haddish, billy, probably billy crudup yes yeah, i have no idea uh i but i i you know the the pelicans nation i definitely stands behind griff and that zion is getting battered uh an unfair amount and the rules are definitely changing for him yeah and something needs to be done about it you know, like the last time you really saw something like that was Shaquille O'Neal on the yeah. Magic. And uh, Shaq was a hell of a lot bigger than Zion is still. Yeah. So you got to protect Zion because other than his youth and his quickness. And yes, he's a very large person. He just doesn't have that extra size that Shaq does to get around being battered all the time. Yeah. And the, the, the like dudes are bigger than Zion. Sure. They are, but they're, they're taller than him for certain. Uh, he is stronger than most, though, and I think officiating him is difficult because he goes through the contact. Yeah. So unlike uh, a lot of guys who will exaggerate the contact when it occurs, uh, LeBron James, for one, who can easily go through the contact but knows how to sell it at this point, uh, Zion has not shown a proclivity to want to do that, and therefore he doesn't get the calls. And... He drives the basket 25 times a game. He's probably getting hit on three quarters of those and at least somewhere, whether it's the lower body, whether it's on the hand, whatever it might be, there's some level of contact somewhere. And so are you going to send him to the free throw line 30 times a game? Like, no, they're not going to do that. 
Well, they're not going to, but if they're going to act like that's the issue of slowing down the game, that's bullshit. Because these games are slowed down to a fucking turtle pace yeah. in the last five minutes of games. Like, when yeah. teams can score 14 points in five possessions, <laughs> yeah. like, these games have crawled to a halt. The so reviews, if, the, if, the, if the NBA is saying that it's a time issue, that's bullshit. That's also saying that you don't respect the, the player's safety. So... Something has to be done about it one way or the other. I don't. I just don't regardless know. Regardless of, you know, the, the Oscar speech. Yeah, I mean, whether or not it's... Uh, I, I just don't know if they're capable of doing it. I think it's, it's one of those things, like in football, right? Uh, if you commit pass interference on every single play, they're probably not going to call it every single time. Yeah. They're just going to get tired of calling it. And I think it works the opposite direction in this instance, which is like he's going to keep driving to the rim. He's going to keep getting hit one way or the other. And they're not going to call it every single time. Well, yeah, that was, the legion, that was the Legion of Boom. That right. was all they did. Yeah, there's hell every play. every fucking play. Of <laughs> yeah. course, you're, you're not going to make a four-hour football game eight hours. Yeah, and you're not going to have a whole game where you throw 16 flags. And the same way they're not going to have a basketball game where the Zion Williamson has taken 28 free throws. Like, it's just, unless something is very, very obvious, or unless he starts selling it, flopping, etc., all the things that we like that Zion doesn't do, so he either has to, one, fundamentally change who he is. That seems like a, a difficult thing to ask him to do. Uh, or he's got to learn how to, like, protect himself better. Uh, or he just has to kind of deal with it. Like, there's just no middle ground here that the refs are just going to suddenly wake up tomorrow and officiate him entirely different. Now, over the course of time, maybe there will be an adjustment that's made. But I just don't see, like... Oh, they're all gonna. The refs are gonna get together before the game. Be like, remember when that guy yelled at us <laughs> and said that we're mean to Zion and that we're putting him in harm's way? It's like let's change the way we do everything. Like I don't think that really matters. Yeah, but I do think Zion probably you know takes that and says like, all right, well, I'm glad I, they at least stood up for me. You know, there's been a few moments this season of of the team standing up for certain members of the team. Josh Hart with Eric Bledsoe yeah. is probably on the lower rung of that ladder. <laughs> yeah, but still uh, counts. You know, that that's a team-building uh, exercise. Sure. They're going, all right, they're looking out for me. Is anything going to change? Probably not. And Zion is just so naturally talented that I don't think he's going to change the way that he plays. He doesn't have to at least right now, he's, he's going to keep barreling through people. Sure. He's going to keep taking hits. And then when you ask him about it after the game, he's going to be, oh, shucks. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see it. But I think when you have the supernatural ability that Zion has, you can honestly just be yourself out there, and he's playing the game he wants to play. Yeah. There, there are not a lot of players that can do that. And with that comes... You know, he's going to do that hangdog head thing. Just be he like, does. you know what? Yeah, I am getting hit out there, but I just want to win. I know. And that's the question. Like, will he's he... got the little Stevie Wonder head while he does it. <laughs> there's a lot of like the Ray Charles. <laughs> I know. He's got like a little bit of that. Uh, there's you just wonder like LeBron didn't come into the NBA doing the shenanigans he pulls now. Yeah. Like he learned that because he realized as he was just bulldozing through his competition that they're not going to give me this call unless I flow my, throw my head back and scream and then stare at the ref. <laughs> they don't give me, you know, and then the next time down, they'll give me the call. So like it is learned behavior to some degree. I just don't know if Zion has that same personality twist. And that will be one of the more interesting parts of his career going forward. And it's going to make a huge difference for this team next year. Like if he gets the free throw line, 
six more times a game, like if he's shooting six to eight more free throws a game, that is a uh, total pendulum swing Absolutely, from where this team is right now. How many games went to overtime this oh, season? Oh, it's crazy. I lost count. Or, or how many games did they just blow in the last minute? Yeah. You know, so if he can, one, he's going to make his free throws better. But two, if he's getting in the line more often, which he deserves to, like no one ever pictured him as the guy who's going to take the ball as the point guard and dribble straight downhill. Right. <laughs> like that was never what we were supposed to be this year. He kind of grew into that, and then with it was like, all right, well, he should be getting a lot more calls than he's getting now. Fair? Fair. Fair. All right. Well, we will take a quick break. We've got a whole bunch more to talk about. We've got overrated, underrated, worse. So much more going on in this here city. We will talk to you right now. There may have been some stormy weather last night, but the forecast for the weekend is looking pretty good. Who, baby? And I tell you what, I want to be outside when I'm drinking. And you know what I want to be drinking? I want to be drinking during the day. I want that beautiful <laughs> sun out. I want to see all of the smiling faces. And the best place for that is Ale on Oak. Yes, indeed. They are uptown over at 8124 Oak Street. Beautiful uptown. Beautiful patio. Over 30 beers on tap. Full menu. And you know what? I went there this weekend. What was that like? Uh, I had a blast. Yeah? There were a ton of people there, safely distanced at the tables. Sure. They had a menu that was, I got the boudin balls. Yeah? They had bratwurst. They had all this. That's all, awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. And I was. Uh, they Where was my invite? They, they didn't have Schlitz. That was. <laughs> I was like, hey, do you guys still have Schlitz? And they're like, there's a Schlitz uh, shortage. I was like, no, there isn't. Oh. There can't be. No, there is. But they have other beers that are much better, yeah. as every beer is. <laughs> I had a very good time over there. It was good to see everybody. And uh, it seemed like it was hustle and bustle. So go over there, get some food, have some drinks, relax on the patio. Yeah, it's far and away the best patio in Uptown. There's not even a question about that. Uh, my lovely bald spot just has glistening off of it from a beautiful day and a lovely sunshine it's supposed to be in the high 70s is the high this oh weekend i can't imagine a better place for you to hang out watch some sports i watched the royals game yeah yeah how was that i'm not a royals fan but it <laughs> there was baseball <laughs> it was on, on tv was on, they got tvs <laughs> they got tons of tvs if there's a sporting event on i think the the preakness is this weekend oh you can watch the preakness over there yeah i know what that is yeah <laughs> it's uh horse racing <laughs> uh there's nothing you can't do with ale you could probably get your doctorate there it is one of the greatest places that you could go to we always have a wonderful time whenever we go you might remember it from our live show uh which was of course uh, a great time and a beautiful place to hang out. So many beers, so many beautiful people, so much good food, so many TVs. I literally can't imagine why you're not going there right now if you're listening to this. Can we pause the podcast and go there? Yeah, that sounds good. It sounds like I want to do that. That sounds good. All right, everybody, that is a sponsor. So that'll take us into... A pretty boring week for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, Saints didn't do too much. I mean, really, the only news about the Saints right now is that they still need a lot of pieces. Yeah, you're kind of like, so wait, free agency's over and the draft is over and who's going to play? I mean, it's, it just seems like the overwhelming question now is, did the draft do anything yeah. for the Saints? Yeah, hard you know, to say. You got this Peter Werner. Werner. <laughs> Peter Werner Herzog guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> is this guy going to solve any problems? I don't know. But the Saints need a tight end. They yeah. need a wide receiver. Yeah. They need a defensive end. Yeah. Who do they got? They got. It, I mean, you, uh, do you have faith in Adam Troutman? That's the question, right? Like, there's a lot going on him. And let's start by saying. There's a lot going on a lot of people. Yeah. Let's start by saying we're not going to break down the schedule here. No. That's stupid. The first game is against Green Bay. Okay. They played the Bills on Thanksgiving. We don't, I don't know anything about these teams. You're not going to know anything about them until the week of the game. Like, it is, uh, the schedule breakdown is the most overwrought thing that is in sports. We, the NFL we schedule do is. know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be in New Orleans on week one. <laughs> For which team he'll be playing? Up in the air. God, that'd be so great. It'd be so great if the Saints got Aaron Rodgers. We can't become that podcast. Oh, my God. It'd be so great. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be. It'd be so cool. Uh, He's so good. <laughs> he was the MVP last year. I and know. he, like, might not be playing. For no st- one cared about the MVP last year, by no, the way. No, no one cared one, about anything. No one. Yeah. That's not going to happen. The Saints have some gaps to fill. Lots of Troutman. Them. Are you going to be the tight end? The, the Trout Man, I, I don't know what to do about the Trout Man. Like he, well, he's better than the cook. He's certainly better than the <laughs> cook. Uh, there's, there's just like a. I feel like he, he's just not that dynamic of a weapon. And then you have a bunch of guys you don't know anything about. Like Josh Hill's not there anymore, so that's weird. You don't know if this guy can block. Like, I, I just it does feel like they sort of lack that next level, right? Like they kind of had a good middle class of talent for a while, and now you look at it, and you're like, well. There's Thomas and there's Kamara. And then Ramchick, I guess, is really good. Mario Davis. Yeah, and then in defense, you're like, then Cam Jordan, who was not very good last year. Demario and Marcus Williams. Yeah. And I guess Lattimore is playing if he's not in jail. I don't know. <laughs> like, Where have is they decided he? what they're doing with that? I don't know. I think he just left the state and he's ignoring <laughs> he's it. Got a stolen it's firearm like when, or whatever. It's like when I got a speeding ticket in Alabama. I'm like, I'll never be back here. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't possibly ever catch up to me. <laughs> Outran the posse. Yeah, the I, d- I definitely got a speeding camera or uh, one of those tickets things from uh, the beach. Like when you know when you go to the beach, they have the sp- the cameras, and they sent me like a hundred dollar ticket because I didn't pay at the gate. Oh. I was like, I thought this was an automatic, whatever. Oh, the like, fast pass. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I'm not going to pay that. And then they like sent a collection agent. I was like, all right, I got to I'm sure I'm it's, a pay. Fake, yeah. it's a fake collection agency. <laughs> I'm going to pay it. Uh, anyway, that meant nothing. But there's just a lot of holes on this team. And I don't know what avenues they have left really to fill them. Rookie minicamp starting soon. Soon enough, it'll be training camp in like, what, two months? And I mean... They're done for agency, right? Like, am I missing something? Who uh, who replaced Thomas Morstead? Yeah. Has anybody? I don't. Th- didn't they have two punters on the team last year to start the at year? one point? But yeah. I think that was just at the beginning of the year, which was a, an absurd meme to happen. Yeah. 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 That's not a real thing. No. So they got that. Like, uh, is, I guess Jameis Winston's the quarterback. I've seen lots of videos of him throwing the ball to Marquez Galloway, so that makes me helpful. I guess the thing that is different for Saints for the first time in 12, 13, 14 years is just a lot of these spots are question marks based on who's coming in, and we don't know who the hell is coming in. Yeah. I mean, like, they could be a 7-10 and team, and I don't think anybody would be surprised, right? They could be a—how bad would they have to be for it to surprise you at this point? 
people are going to be surprised either way. And yeah. it's because we don't know who the quarterback is yet. If Jameis is out there and he's putting up Tampa Bay numbers, if he's getting 5,000 yards yeah. and the team has six wins, people are going to be surprised. <laughs> if, not if he has 40 yeah. interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there are too many questions. There are too many pieces moving around right now to really do – an actual analysis of the team, which we would not do even if we had those pieces <laughs> in life. But, you know, there, there are several. Marcus Callaway, great. I remember you from a couple. I remember you from the Bears game. Sure. I remember you from the Raiders game. I remember you from the Packers game. Two of the three games I just mentioned we lost, by the way. <laughs> but what, where are these receivers going to come from? Because Michael Thomas is going to be strutting his stuff and get knocked out. His clock's going to be cleaned. He's going to be out for six or seven games. Sure. Kamara, maybe he has an on-season, maybe he has an off-season. We'll see because we've seen both of them. Mm -hmm. Are there going to be stars on this team other than those two guys? Yeah, I, I mean, there is room. On offense, I just don't see where they're going. But maybe they haven't at free agency. I honestly feel like nothing has happened. No. It doesn't feel like there's just a very incomplete team right now and that's a odd thing considering the last couple of years you felt like they were basically a finished product entering you know uh the summer so they were just adding pieces to a finished product it was like wow emmanuel sanders yeah exactly. this is gonna be killer yeah janoris jenkins he's doing pretty good yeah. now it's like i hope this kid from notre dame is good yeah I, 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 uh with jeff ireland had a interview with uh jeff duncan in the athletic and he basically said like we don't see things the way that other teams see. And that's why they took Ian Book and they took the kid from Houston as the first round pick, Peyton Turner. And, uh, and it's like, yeah, no shit they don't see him the way that you do. Like, you guys thought that uh, Marcus Davenport was worth two first round picks. I wouldn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're right. The fact right. that you see him differently than everybody else. They have a lot of confidence, a lot of arrogance, I guess, to some degree. Uh, this will be the first year that it's going to be really, really, really tested. Like, their process, they can't just lean on Drew. They can't just lean on a handful of guys. Like, they're going to, their process will be exposed either for, you know, how great they are or how terrible they are, and it'll happen very quickly this season. Yeah, and a lot of that leaning on you took for granted because you could lean on people because you had the rock-solid quarterback. Yeah. Now, who are you going to lean on that's a rock-solid, sole independent player? Demario Davis? Yeah, he's even not Deontay that. Harris on yeah. special teams. <laughs> that is their best player. Right? I mean, like, those like individual positions that can change a game without relying on too many other people. Those are the two. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound that great on paper. No, no. It, it is. I mean, as much as we'll talk about it, it, it comes down to Jameis, right? Taysom Hill's not a real quarterback, so he can't be the guy. If Jameis Winston is the guy and he lives up to sixty percent of his potential, you can have a winning season. And if he's throw in a thousand interceptions and you're going to suck it's like it, the arithmetic of it seems pretty simple uh from that edge and you know i don't know about you i don't have a ton of faith in james winston like i've watched him long enough to be like oh yeah this is the guy who sucks i have i don't know what the word is i have faith in his ability i've seen the numbers i've seen him put up the numbers it's just the the counterintuitive the, the interceptions, it's the yeah. poor decisions off field. It's the poor decisions on field. Yeah. I have all the faith in the world in Jameis if he can go out there 
and just throw the ball. Yeah, but I, I mean. But that's a big. It's not. Question. Dude, I mean, we, I just, we watched him twice a year in Tampa just shit on himself all of the time. And just like throwing these insane interceptions and killing his team. This like, is pre-LASIK. This is PL. <laughs> And he's also, who do you have out there? Chris Godwin? Get out of here. Yeah. Mike Evans? Mike Evans? Oh, yeah, a loser, yeah. Yeah, it's not like they went to the Super Bowl the next year after he left. Uh, or won the Super Bowl the next year after he left. So, we'll get into Jameis a whole lot more as we go forward. The only other I'm pieces, sure we will. Yeah, Let's the, get him on the show. Yeah, we'll hang out with Jameis. The only other pieces of Saints news that came out this week, uh, the Panthers... Uh, we're picking, I guess, at number 60, and they said they picked uh, LSU wide receiver Terrence Marshall uh, pretty much exclusively because they had a tip that the Saints wanted him with the next pick. Love it. The pettiness between these two teams now is kind of great. It's all because of Twitter, and it started with Cam Jordan's bottle of wine yeah. to Cam Newton. Yeah. I love it. Keep it going. Because <laughs> the Saints did it to Carolina the other year where they were going to take Tommy Stevens in like the seventh round or something. And the Saints traded two picks to move up to take Tommy Stevens. Of course, Tommy Stevens never saw the field. He sucked ass completely and he got cut and ended up in Carolina anyway. And Sean wasted two draft picks, but he got the better of him. But, you it know, made for a great story in the paper. That's the kind of shit you do when you're a winner. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you do when you are petty. Uh, and then the Panthers, sounds like, paid him back a little bit. Because Terrence Marshall, he's pretty good at LSU. He's a talented player. I think yeah. they could have used uh, someone like that. LSU so. doesn't draft. Uh, Saints don't draft LSU players. Very rarely. Sorry. Very rarely. Uh, and then the very last piece of news, uh, Cam, Cam Jordan uh, gave $120,000 to the NOPD to do anti-racist training. Shouldn't they be paying for that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a the, the, he paid for their like Encyclopedia Britannica? Course? I mean, Cam, you know, good on you, but I think you may have just thrown your money away. <laughs> I was like, uh, he's standing up there in sweatpants at the press conference. I was like, this is so strange. That's an absurd amount of money for New Orleans police force <laughs> to train them in a course that how many of them will fall asleep in the middle of that course? Oh yeah, how many are gonna go? <laughs> is it a Zoom? Is it a Zoom thing? I mean, like, that's nice of you to pay for whatever consultant's going to come into town for these guys to sleep while they, you yeah. know. Here's a $120,000 sign that says, please don't shoot unarmed African-American people. Thank you. you. Write that on the hand. Yeah, it's in solid gold. Let's not have any more riots, please. Yeah, please, if you pulled someone over and they don't shoot at you, please don't shoot Just them. Just don't shoot them. Like, all right. I, he could have paid this us. Concludes he could have paid us one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Don't be racist. Yeah, we're if, in the wrong business. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're, we should become consultants. <laughs> we should become for the we just show up. This is our the our website is just the last thirty seconds of us <laughs> saying those things. Be like, tell me it won't be effective. Yeah. <laughs> More effective than here. One week, like nine hundred slide PowerPoint presentation with uh, a thousand quotes. You know, it's it might be more training. I don't know how how long it takes police officers to become licensed or whatever <laughs> they are. Cert hired. I think it's just hired. There's no. Then they have to go through a training course, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I think we could. They have do to this win job. laser tag in Metairie, <laughs> and it's like you get to be a police officer now. You just play paintball for a week. It's yeah. like you got it. You guys can now pull people over. Uh, all right. Well, that'll take us into. Uh, We'll, we'll move into new segments. To you want to go straight into poke yeah. news? Okay, we're going to go straight into poke news. Oh, Boom. crap. I hit the wrong one. 
Poke news. All right, let's see. I didn't write some of these. Uh oh. The Oakland A's have been given the right by Major League Baseball to explore moving. Ooh. That would be interesting. That's what everyone else is doing in California. They're going to, <laughs> So it's going to be the Oakland A's are going to become the Winter Park Florida A's yeah. because lower taxes and they don't have to wear a mask when they're checking the mail. I believe the favorites are uh, Vegas, mm-hmm. right? And then I don't uh, like all the Vegas sports. I don't like Vegas getting all these teams. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck lives in Vegas? You're a waiter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a waiter, you're a magician, or you work, you're a craps dealer. I saw that the Raiders are putting a full-blown club in their end zone. So, like, oh like literally, like, the couches and a DJ and bottle service and it's going to be, like, right behind the end zone. And I was like, they think that's going to look really cool, and they probably will for the first couple of games. I'll populate it with hot people. I was like, then at some point, it's just going to be, like, fat Vegas guys. Oh, yeah. Ordering bottles of vodka and just, like, old rich guys, right? Just sitting on couches. Yeah, it's going to look like you're at Margaritaville yeah, exactly. after the first <laughs> two weeks. Like, they'll populate it with all the hot people, maybe the first season. And then after that, it's like, no one wants to pay $10,000 to go to a Raiders game and sit in the end zone where you can't see anything. Well, I happen to know a place that does not have an MLB team. Where's that? New Orleans. That's true. And there's a perfectly good stadium over off airline. <laughs> yeah, they can play at the, <laughs> the, right, at the site of Andrew Polk's vac- vaccination. That's where they need to play. <laughs> Yeah, that that not falling apart 10,000 seed stadium definitely would host a major league team. I saw many Beyonce there. I saw many <laughs> Lady Gaga. I got in the pool. Can you imagine if there was a professional baseball team and you could get in the pool while you watched them? Uh, the best part, uh, the best place for them to go, right, if they moved the team here would be to Jazzland. Yeah. I mean, you There's- just, you know, call them the zombies. <laughs> or the dinosaurs, yeah. the raptors. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And just, you know, it, it's a real wasteland out there. I think it'd be, uh, I think you could do it. There's nothing but space. If they're going to, like, rename or redevelop Jazzland, they've said this, like, 16 times. Yeah. But the only thing that would work there is really a stadium. So let's just put them in Jazzland and see what happens. They thought Oakland was bad. Get, get ready. Yeah. So you're in New Orleans East, baby. Welcome. <laughs> You think you think your crappy stadium in, in Oakland was bad? They're gonna go. Oh wow, fireworks for our arrival! And they go. Oh no, it's just cars on fire. Welcome. It's just people shooting guns in the air. I don't know if it's still like that Mad bad at, at Jazzland itself because they did all those. You know, they did Jurassic World there and sure. all that stuff. Maybe they, you know, cleaned out the cobwebs and it's suitable to tear it down and put in a stadium. There's no chance you walk in there without getting tetanus. Would you? Go? <laughs> would you go to a baseball game in New Orleans East if it was a nice new stadium? I'd go to one. Depends on the time of day. <laughs> yeah. Who's I mean, driving? I mean, I'd go. I, there's no, like, if you ever were to put a, first of all, there will never be a pro base. We can hardly support the two sports we have. Or we can hardly support one of the two I sports know. we have. Um, but you have to put it, like, on the riverfront at the edge of the French Quarter, right? There's, yeah. like, no other. Well, I don't know. Like, you it. know, the Rams are in Inglewood. I guess the Chargers are now, too. So yeah. But, like, you, people live there. Yeah. People with, like, the means to do stuff. That's true. Like, you'd basically be drawing the casino audience. That's they went to see Eddie Money. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, a baseball game. <laughs> we can just drive 45 minutes. <laughs> Is that Huey Lewis? <laughs> we can go check out the 
you know, the New Orleans uh, zombies. So maybe the baseball team should go to Shreveport. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I think Independence Stadium, that's perfect. Uh, One of my favorite players, Russell Westbrook. He broke the all-time NBA record for triple doubles, moving past Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson's like one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but there's not a ton of footage of him. Yeah. Because he played fucking 70 years ago, so no <laughs> one cares. It's almost amazing whenever they like bring him out to do these things. Like Russell Westbrook breaks his record every couple of years and something. And like I'm like, like that's amazing that someone who played in the entire era was basically in black and white is still alive. Oh, yeah. Well, I think all of uh, there was that top 50 uh, NBA team in like 95. Yeah, something like that. And only like two of those guys are dead. Well, I guess three now, but only like three of those guys are yeah. dead. I mean, Bob Pettit still lives in New Orleans, like lives in Metter. I see him every now and again. Yeah. He was like in the first season of the NBA. What are you seeing him? Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> <laughs> He's a deli man, a Metter Road deli man. <laughs> That's pretty much it for Light Polk News. That's all you got? Yeah. All right, everyone. That takes you into your favorite part of every single week, ladies and gentlemen. Segments! Overrated. Overrated. Underrated. That's right, everyone. Overrated and underrated. Uh, Mr. Polk, would you like to start this or would you like me to? I was just talking a lot for Polk News. A lot of nonsense. <laughs> Why don't you I'll, give us the Kush News? I'll lead us off. Uh, over No, yeah, we start overrated, correct? We can do whatever we want to. <laughs> we start overrated, then underrated. Is there then, like yeah. one crazy fan? The guy that gave us four starts going, <laughs> no, it's overrated <laughs> first. You go first with overrated. <laughs> you're, you're ruining my Laces show. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> It's yeah. like the people who get mad about Game of Thrones, you know, like when a, they petition to rewrite the show. Those, yeah. those people are very mad at the order. I just uh, I just said something and it made me. Th- I said laces out, Dan. Yeah. Why the fuck was Dan Marino <laughs> holding the football for a kicker? The starting quarterback very rarely is the older. All right. Let's continue. <laughs> Has anyone ever? Is that like a thing? No. People had. No. I mean, like, is that a thing people have questioned? I don't know. Like an hour before that, he's talking out of his butthole. So I guess you know, so. I think we suspend uh, disbelief in that <laughs> moment. <laughs> it would have been great if they had the actual punter yeah. from the Dolphins, and that was what the whole movie was about. Uh, overrated for me: uh, parking restrictions. What's the point? It floods in this city every four <laughs> days. This is absurd already. (laughs) Overrated? (laughs) Overrated parking restrictions. Get rid of them. There's no point. Every three days, there's a a text that goes out and says, you can park on the neutral ground. You can park on in in your front yard. You can park on somebody else's roof. Just get rid of the restrictions. Literally every time it rains, the city is like, well, it's going to flood. So feel free to park wherever the hell you want and go, uh, you know, just balls to the wall and park like there's no tomorrow. And so let's just get rid of it. Just say you can park on the neutral ground from now on. Put some lines on there for all I care. Like, what is, let's get rid of these restrictions. Lift the parking restrictions. Let everything go freely. Stop telling me. The sounds of New Orleans are a thunderclap. And then a text notification from the city saying that it's okay <laughs> to park on the neutral ground. I'm just done with it. Let's just make it part of our everyday life. It rains like 300 days a year here. 
I'm I uh, have umbrance with you saying that it's overrated, as if anyone's going. You know what I love? <laughs> I love parking restrict. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is a bullshit. I you shoehorned it in. That's fine. I'm on board with it. But yeah, I mean, parking restrict. We don't have crime restrictions. How the fuck are you gonna have parking restrictions? I got a ticket for being ten feet from a stop sign once, and yeah. I was like. Oh, I bet somebody just got shot in the fucking face <laughs> a block away. Didn't give that guy a ticket. <laughs> yeah, there should be no. And there really are no. I'm, you know, I'm not going to say specifically where I am, but around yeah. here, people are, you know, parking on bodies. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no man's law around here. Get rid of them. You should be able to park on the neutral ground. Except, like, whenever you're blocking cars from seeing around each other. Yeah, that, and people don't understand. That's why I'm saying, put the lines out there. Yeah. Let's just, you know. Open it up. Open it up. Let's get rid of these restrictions. There's no point. Because, uh, yeah, people just park like, they're like, oh, I'm on the neutral ground. I'm like, yeah, you're at the part where everybody has to see. Yeah. Like, uh, you just parked put too parking, close. Just put the parking lines out. Look, I'm Rob DeSantis for the neutral ground. <laughs> Open it up, baby. <laughs> Open it up. Uh, I, I, it's just... Uh, it never used to be this, like, we give up. It was like, oh, no, our infrastructure can handle us. Then yeah. it just wouldn't. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, <laughs> God damn it, my car flooded. And now they're just, like, not even pretending. Yeah, it's now like, they're like, just drive to the top of a hill. Yeah, Please. exactly. It's like, we're going to get rid of the cops. Just wear a bulletproof vest. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, make, make it so your cell phone can't be opened. It's... <laughs> It's on you, really. Don't even turn your tracking on on your phone, because if you find out where it is and you go to get it, it you're going to have a bad time. It's only going to be worse. Don't we don't want to go. Look, new phones are better than old phones. Buy a new phone. What, you loved your Yaris? Buy a new car. Uh, yeah, and the, basically the city has completely given up. Uh, so I think we should just go all the way. Yeah. Let's I, not go 90%. Let's let's take it all the way to the finish. Let's or win. this is our chance to become s vigilante superheroes. That's a good point. You know, there have been so many movies about that. I think New Orleans is maybe the only place where that could happen. <laughs> except for getting shot. You know, they, yeah. the vigilante superhero never gets shot. <laughs> Do they not? I don't think so. You remember that movie Kick-Ass? Yeah. They didn't get shot. They didn't get shot. Deadpool got shot, right? Yeah. Is but he he's, vigilante? He, no, he's it's I'm like talking the only to, I, one of those movies I ever saw. When I say vigilante, I mean like you or I putting on a costume and then going out to stop crime. Deadpool's oh, yes. a superhuman. Yes, the Batman holds up his wrist. Yeah. And it just bings off. They should sell that. They might. <laughs> Batman's a billionaire, so it'd probably cost a good bit. My overrated? Yeah. Going green. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, we're not we're not into saving the earth at this Look, podcast. Look, I'm going to tell you what. Going green is nonsense because of these reasons. Ener energy has been begging me to go green. I'm like, you're a fucking energy company. You're the least green company in the world. <laughs> what they're telling me to be green about is they're like, please stop having us mail you the bill. Yeah. This 32, I don't know how much a stamp costs anymore. <laughs> this stamp is killing, like every day they send me an email. It's like, please, for the love of God, switch to e-billing. And I won't do it out of spite. <laughs> I don't even want the bill. I'm getting, I know it costs you five cents for this envelope. It costs you five cents to print out this bill. 
and it costs you at least 32 cents to send it to me. I'm getting what I can take, energy. I am not going with the e-bill. And fuck suddenly, to, or whatever, it Cox, I, I don't know what it is, the thing that gives me internet. Yeah. They will not allow you to ha- get the e-bill and the paper bill. That's you have to great. pick one or the other. Yeah, that's the best. And then they won't email you the bill, so you forget about it because no one checks their mail. I'm like, just it's the guise of like, we're trying to save the planet. No, you aren't. No, you aren't. You're hurting the planet much more than I do. I drive to work every day. That's all I do in my tiny little car. You have factories and shit. You're pouring crude oil into the ocean. Hotels do this shit, too. Oh, yeah. Hotels are like, we've gone green, so your sheets are going to be filthy the whole time you're here. It's like, no, you have not gone green. You've just realized that some hippies are going to go, oh, that's great. Yeah. The best part about going to a hotel is pissing all over the walls, (laughs) smoking in bed, wiping chicken wings in the pillowcase. And they're going to say, we've gone green, so we're not going to clean your room. (laughs) Like, that's that's what's happening. That's going to be like germ stuff now. They're going to be like... Hey, uh, we're we're conscious of like viruses and COVID. So, if you come to Popeyes and you want napkins or a bag, you can go straight to hell. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we don't we don't want to touch stuff. So you know, uh, the hotel one is the one that makes me the craziest. It's like if you hang your towel, that means you don't want us to wash it. I was like, that's not true. I want you to wash my towel. I just don't want to have crap all over yeah, the floor. I just don't want it on the ground because then I step on it and it's gross. <laughs> I'd like to hang my towel and have you wash it because I'm paying for you to wash my towels. Did they do that at Disney or does Disney act like they're their own ecosystem and there's no need to protect it? I think towels uh, originate from Disney. Like Lake Buena Vista, the towels just emerge from the ground like it's, you know, the gold rush of 1849. <laughs> there was... When you go to the pool there, every person has six towels at the pool because they just have a giant thing of it. Got it. It has like a locker. And then when you go on your floor because they didn't have enough housekeeping, but they know all people are really asking for with housekeeping. They don't. Nobody cares about the sheets. They're all no. animals. Uh, <laughs> but they all want towels. So what they literally did was put like basically a storage locker in the middle of the hallway with a thousand towels in it. So we had in our room legit like 25 towels by the end of the trip. I was like, will someone take these? They're they're spawning. I was like, we got to get out of here. So that's what that was Disney's answer to. It was just like, oh, yeah, we're going green. So we bought a gazillion towels. Maybe they're made out of recycled, you know, it's made out of the old Song of the South ride. Splash Mountain. Yeah. They changed that to something else. It's going to be the New Orleans one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The Princess and the Frog. Yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, all right, so that'll take me into my underrated uh, underrated steroids. Steroids are awesome. <laughs> and this horse that won the Kentucky Derby, Medina Spirit. Oh. It got busted for steroids like the next day. I like that you didn't gender the horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... First of all, the trainer came out and said that it was cancel culture, which is hilarious. Because if you just say the words cancel culture, like 40% of the country is like, yeah, fuck them. (laughs) You usually don't say about a horse. (laughs) They're canceling the horse. They are doing it. Yeah. Clearly, the liberal mob was after the horse. Uh, 
and his win. Uh, so we blame cancel culture. And then eventually, then, and then he said, like, somebody who works in the stables drank cough syrup and pissed on the hay, and the horse ate the hay. And that's, and then it just turned out, he was like, yeah, yeah, what we gave him was definitely steroids. <laughs> um, I just think it's okay. There maybe you should make two different horse racing, you know, circuits. One where they're all just goosed up to the heavens on steroids, right. and one where they're clean. But I know which one I'd watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Can you imagine like, a steroid <laughs> UFC as yeah. opposed to... I'm sure they're both steroid yeah. UFCs. And with people, I can understand. It's like, maybe you ruin some lives. And that's, horses, I mean, these guys are all going to the glue factory eventually anyway. Like, this thing breaks <laughs> a foot on the middle of the course. They shoot in the head. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not... They're, we're not treating these the horses humanely to begin with. If that horse gets a sign, it's eye, it's done for. Exactly. So the steroids are underrated because I think they should all be allowed to take them. For, for animals, humans, or everybody? So it's definitely, well, it's a sliding scale. Definitely animals. Every animal race that you can think of, I can't juice think of that up. many. Juice them up. <laughs> I can think of two. Dog races, <laughs> horse races, bunny rabbit races, ostrich races, whatever they are. Juice them up. Uh, people, uh, I understand there are some consequences. Children, there's no baby horses who you're worried about the baby horse being on steroids. Yeah. You know, like there's no uh, there's no real moral hazard well, I don't of think horses just, taking you steroids. You shouldn't just be taking steroids and hanging out at home. You should be taking steroids and doing an athletic feat. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole reason we uh, like have banned steroids is because we don't want kids taking them. Correct? I don't. No, I think it's just because it uh, makes you a maniac. You become very aggressive and violent. Yeah, it makes either. your skin bad and it's bad for your heart. And competitive imbalance. Yeah. Right? I didn't know kids were a part of the steroid ban. <laughs> I thought that was the whole reason. It was that, like teenagers wouldn't take steroids. I'm not worried about a one-year-old horse taking a steroid. Was that ever a temptation for you to take steroids? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Do you imagine how stupid I would look on steroids? I would just get fat because you, you have to work like, out. You would look like Kurt Angle. Yeah. You'd have like the huge neck. <laughs> I'd be the fattest guy on steroids. Be like, oh, the only way these things lift work is if you also lift weights. Yeah, sounds bad. <laughs> like, this sounds terrible. I just have tiny nuts and a fat guy. Like, <laughs> what is this? I got ripped off. Uh, all right, what you got, Poke? Underrated, 18 and up. 18 to party? 21 to party hard? 18 and up. 18 and up for everything. Going to the mo- You go to the movies, who's ruining it? Teenagers running around. <laughs> you go to the Cheesecake Factory, who's screaming in your face? Children. You go to the mall. I, we've mentioned the mall a few times. I've been to Lakeside Mall. It is World War Z. If yeah. I could, if, oh, God. During it's COVID-19, bad. which is over now, during COVID-19, <laughs> they had like senior citizen hours at the grocery store. It was yeah. like 7 to 8 or whatever. They still have it at Costco. It's they awful. should do adult hours at the mall. <laughs> and just have like, are you, are you over 18 and you want to go to PacSun? Yeah. And try on some salmon pants without feeling like the kids are calling you gay. Go Tuesdays at 8 p.m. It's seen, It's not senior, but it's middle-aged. It's Gen X hours. Yeah. I'm, I went to the movies, and some kids just showed up, and they were screaming and throwing shit. What movie did you see? Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Was it good? It was fucking great. Oh, that's cool. Where'd you go? Uh, the AMC in Harahan. Okay. To the old palace. 
Yes. Yeah. I like that place. Did it's, you get a Jack and Coke Icy at I got a Coke Icy, but I did <laughs> provide my own. My own. own. <laughs> no, uh, I had a blast. But we, we just need safe spaces for adults. because, Like, Canal Place is a great example of 18 and up movies. And you, yeah. can, you can go there. You can get your truffle butter popcorn. Sure. You can get a Jack and Coke Icy. And you don't have kids ruining it for you. You must relate to this the most. You have children. I don't have children. Yeah. You have children. Yeah, but all the kids that I, like, when I go to stuff with my kids, it's like, it's kid stuff for the most part. I go to, like, a baseball game, like, college baseball game with my kids. And that's, you know, for everyone. But for the most part, if I'm taking my kids to something, anybody who doesn't have kids isn't going to be there. But there's, like, joyful stuff that you can do. Like, would you go to the zoo if there was an adults-only zoo day? No. I would. <laughs> I go to the zoo. It sucks. <laughs> it's boring. You know, like a good zoo. A good zoo. Maybe. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I just, uh, I get think I have to go to all these things with children. And you, yeah. there is a, a mall time where it's of age and it's before the stores open. <laughs> you ever go to the mall before the stores open? No one there is under 60. Yeah, I guess maybe before 3 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> they need to, uh, once, the, once the doors open to the stores, a lot of people go, oh, God, I hate going to the mall. I would prefer not to ever go there. Yeah. Again. Well, that's just my idea. Yeah, so that takes us into my favorite part of every single week on this here program, ladies and gentlemen. The worst! The worst. The worst is the worst thing I saw or read this week, whether it was a tweet, whether it was a story on NOLA.com, whether it was some overblown cancel culture nonsense. We've got it covered. Thanks for sending them in this week. I'm using one that a fan sent in. I'll just start off. Gwyneth Paltrow, we know her, we love her, we've spoken of her candles before. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow broke down and ate bread during quarantine. Oh my God. Is she okay? Her lowest moment of quarantine. <laughs> That's her lowest moment. <laughs> Eating bread. That what she said was her yeah, lowest. Yeah, they were like asking <laughs> c- celebrities what their like biggest regret, lowest moment of quarantine was. <laughs> You know, some people it was like, um, you know, my family died. I had to say goodbye to my mother through an iPad. I was saying goodbye to my mother through the iPad and she actually turned on the dog face filter on Snapchat. So it was less somber. Old G-Pal ate bread, which she has not done in like 12 years. She also admitted to drinking quinoa-based whiskey up to twice a day. Oh, my God. I hope the, her, what's uh, her kid's name? Candle or Apple or Apple. Apple. That's definitely it. Yeah. yeah. God, how the celebrities are just like us, right? You know, even if I, even if I was at a place in my life where that was a low point, I feel like I would have enough cognitive reasoning to know, don't <laughs> say this is your lowest point of a time that was bad for a lot of people. Yeah. Like most a lot of people still don't have jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, I was like, I, yeah, the worst part of the quarantine for me is my wife coming home after 14 hour shifts of watching people yeah. die in silence, <laughs> breaking down in the front yard, you know, like, uh, yeah, that, that was worse. But than she didn't eat bread. Bre- she didn't eat bread, though. So <laughs> that's true. At least she didn't eat bread. Thank God. <laughs> Oh, she also admits to sometimes eating pasta. <gasps> Quinoa pasta? Yeah. God. 
This is they were asking like, celebrities what their lowest points were. Does someone like that expect to live till they're like 125? I guess I just don't see the purpose of living in such a way where you think that eating bread is like an unbelievable like uh, treat or like a yeah. sin that you ate bread like you did so like like if you had done needle drugs all night like that's how <laughs> she's acting about eating a loaf of bread and it's like if you don't live to be what age was all of this kind of for naught? Like, I mean, at, at least 100, right? I guess when you have a life of no problems, you have to create your own obstacles to avoid. Yeah. So maybe there's some kind. Your life is so stress-free that you have to create your own strife. So it's like, well, I can't eat anything that casts a shadow, <laughs> you know, because I don't want to... I don't want to die at a hunt. You're not going to die. Celebrities don't die anyway. You know, there was like one celebrity who died from coronavirus. It was John Prine, and he was fucking 100 Yeah, anyway. he was old. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. That's like, the only one. Yeah. No, they, you're right. No, well, none of them had to contact anybody. Like, yeah. Rich people didn't. Not a lot of rich people died from it because, no. you know, we had the means. Those of us in the rich community. <laughs> yeah. Me, I know. <laughs> Me, too. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I, I just like what goes through your head that you're like, all right, I have to live this way so that I can live to be what? And it's like, if you die at 82, like you wasted a lot of, like if I die at 79 and you die at 82 and I got to eat whatever I wanted for my entire life and you did this. Sounds like. You, I think you fucked up. Yeah, I think I won. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a video of that, uh, that uh, Zach Efron, the guy from High School Musical. Yeah. I think he's been in some other stuff since yeah. then. <laughs> but he was, like, crying when he ate pasta because he said he hadn't had carbs in years. I was like, oh, because women wouldn't have sex with you? <laughs> why were you, Why didn't you eat a pretzel? <laughs> yeah, gazillion dollars and anybody you want. Like, but I didn't eat carbs. Like, why? Just... You wanted a 12-pack instead yeah, of an 8-pack? Like, who cares? Come on. Like, oh, it might have cost you a, a job. It's like, oh, you already have $100 million. Like, Get another. Just, Christian Bale's been a fat guy in movies. Yeah. He's been a skinny guy in movies. He's just been a crack be, addict in movies. Become a better actor, dude, <laughs> so you don't have to be a teenager in every movie. <laughs> Anything else in that story? No. That was wonderful. I like that one. Uh, You're so condescending at the end of my segment. Anything? Oh, is that it? <laughs> I don't know. Enough? You never have like a, there's never a tight wrap on your stories. Your stories are always like unfolding spools of bullshit. I don't. And they could eventually, and then like the end of it could always be something crazy. So I the punch The punchlines will be on stage. <laughs> the punchlines are not on the show. You pay for punchlines. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Um, all right. That takes me into my worst of the week. This is from local Fox 8, uh, Fox 8 in New Orleans. Uh, somebody named Michael Vincent wrote this. Uh, woman sought after posting picture wearing stolen Rolex and chain. Mm. So police are asking for the public's help locating a woman who's accused of stealing several items. Uh, NOPD said the incident happened on May 3rd after a verbal argument. At some point, police say Essence Lindsay locked herself inside the victim's bedroom and refused to come out. On May 4th, the victim says Lindsay left his home without his knowledge. So this was the next day. Uh, when he checked his bedroom, his Rolex, diamond necklace, and ruby ring were taken. Lindsay posted a picture on Instagram wearing the <laughs> stolen Rolex and necklace. 
Uh, and here's a lovely picture of her drinking a margarita with all of the stolen jewelry that she took from this person uh, and drink. It is a uh, that's just great. May I offer some wisdom? Yes. Some detect. That is one thousand percent. At Applebee's, that photo. <laughs> I recognize that glass, that fluted glass. There's a red. It's a red booth. Also. That is one million percent Applebee's. I guarantee it. I was gonna say Houston's. I thought it might be Houston's. It kind of looks like it's definitely like a, uh, a a casual dining for sure. Yeah, it's a place that poor people go to feel like they're rich. <laughs> Houston's. Great, great, great answer. <laughs> oh man, that is so great. Also, our new sponsor, Houston's. <laughs> if you steal a bunch of jewelry and you want to feel like a rich person, go to Houston's over on St. Charles. Show your Rolex. It's next to the fucking Office Depot. You'll feel, you'll feel like a millionaire. It's like a Popeye's across the street. Uh, oh, God. Uh, just an incredible story of, like, not only am I going to steal this stuff from someone who I already know, know well enough that I know they called the cops while I was in their bedroom. Then I'm going to leave with all the stolen gear, put the picture on Instagram. What do you think was going to happen? It's hot girl summer, man. They it's can incredible. do what they want. That's incredible. <laughs> the level of boldness. I don't even think that's stupidity. Like, some of these crimes are just like people are being no. stupid. I think this girl just does not give a shit. And it's just like, this guy is too big of a beta to get anything back. This is a girl boss in action. <laughs> That's incredible. I, lo I love her. I think I really... Essence, if you want to come on the show, <laughs> we'll be happy to host you. We'll do it at Polk's house. <laughs> Man, Essence, if you're out there, I'm on Hinge. I don't have my real name on there. My name on there is Larry Fulford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that takes us through another episode of Polk and Kush. Uh, thank you all so very much. As always, please, if you are not subscribed to this podcast, just hit the freaking subscribe button. If you've not rated the show, just hit the freaking five stars. This isn't that complicated. You've done this by now. You like us. We know you like us. If you got to this point in the podcast, <laughs> we know that you enjoy the show. Please, what I would ask you to do that you're not doing enough uh, if you have suggestions, if you have topics, if you have anything that you want, we also have T-shirts that are out. If you want anything, uh, please email polkandkush at gmail.com uh, and always tweet us. Uh, Polk is very active on our Twitter account, at polkandkush. Uh, thank you all so very much. We do love doing this show. We appreciate the support from Jansen Batagna and from Ale, of course. It is a, uh, a wonderful privilege to do this, and thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs>